0: listening to The Only Constant, a podcast about active hope. On this episode of the podcast, we spoke with Grace Wu. Grace is a photographer and an actor. She is studying theater and advertising at FSU. She also joined a competitive advertising team in her sophomore year of college where she learned a lot about the industry and realized it was something she had a knack for. Grace was born and raised in China, but moved here to receive a U.S. high school diploma so she could attend college in the States. She stayed with a few different host families during her time here, sometimes feeling lonely without her family. But she learned much about mainstream American culture and valued her time in extracurriculars like cross-country, speech and debate, and theater. Grace is an artist through and through, and she brings hope into the world by helping her friends achieve their creative passions as best she can. Using her skills in theater, advertising, and photography, she hopes to amplify voices that can make a lasting impact. Stay open, stay active, and keep listening. Hello, my friend. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Wow, I'm so happy to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Let's go ahead and start with your name and your pronouns.
1: My name is Wu xiao and my English name is Grace Wu, and my pronouns are she, her.
0: And before it was definitely a joke because you are our photographer and our graphic designer for the podcast. Woo! Um, you helped us so much with our social media so far. Yes. You've helped us spread the message about Active Hope, and and I'm being so serious when I say that you really have helped us so much. Um, I mean, it's you like when you look at our Instagram. Seriously, when you look at our Instagram from where we started to where we are now, mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man! It's so polished now. It used to so just polished. look like.
2: We were just two dudes who made some posts, and that's literally what it was. And it looked like that, and now it looks like we're professionals.
0: And now we're two it's dudes because
3: and a <laughs> <laughs> Now we have... A, a, yeah, yeah.
2: No, but it really is because of your your influence and your like suggestions that we figured out how to give The Only Constant a little bit more of a sl- like a slick, mm-hmm. professional feel. Mm. And it's not like you're just a uh, photographer and graphic designer, you're part of the creative
0: team too. You know, your opinions matter a lot. You know We <laughs> have meetings about stuff. And I just wanna say all that to preface the fact that we value you a lot and you're an awesome individual. And I wanna know, and Ted wants to know as well, what you love to do. Mm-hmm.
1: What I love to do? What do you love to do? I am an actor and I am also a photographer, as he said. Mm-hmm. Um, I love art, I love capturing whatever is surreal. Um, That's, I think, why part of it, why I love acting and photography is that I get to capture, like, real emotions of people. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, for events, photography is something that I really love. And to see people's, like, joy and surprise faces or, like, sad, angry, like anything honestly yeah and that fascinates me like the human experience yes yeah
0: and so, that can
2: have good and bad things yeah 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 <laughs> what what got you into photography like was it something you've always been interested oh. in or is it more of a recent development
1: um i think i've always been interested in it and um i started taking photos for my church one time um like maybe 2 years ago or something and then i keep on taking different photos and i learn during the process oh. and after a year of practice, I really wanted to take photos, like have a camera for myself. And mm. I got it for a um, birthday gift from my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Thank you, grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were really gracious and they gave it to me. And then after having a camera, I was able to like take the photos anytime I wanted to. And I've grown so much since then. Mm. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So what, is, what are you pursuing at FSU right now?
1: At Fasu, I'm getting a major in theater Mm -hmm. and a major in advertising. And I don't know about if I will get a minor in film. We'll see.
0: Okay, so it's a BA in theater, I know that. And then is it a BA in advertising as well?
1: BS, actually. There's like a lot of math and Mm -hmm. economy involved. sounds like a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what got you into, because I know, um, well, I want to know about both. What got you into both of these different fields?
1: Um, I started off as a marketing major, business, and then it was like a lot of Excel and Mm I felt like there, there was like a million people I felt like there was a million people in the business school yeah. and I feel like the teachers didn't know me and I just felt like one of the the hundreds of people who are in the school mm-hmm. and so I it was like in covid I, I came to college in 2020 and I heard um, on social media about this Arrowhead advertising team it's like really you have to, it's really hard to get in, and they do like pretty cool campaigns. Mm -hmm. And I applied to join the club, uh, join this competition team, and then I joined. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really, I was like the only sophomore that joined. The people are like like seniors and stuff, and I was really surprised that I got in. Oh, cool. Um, But then most people in that team are advertising majors. So, after a year after a year of working with them on a campaign, I've learned so much about the advertising industry, and I've learned that you have to like apply to get in. It's like the what is it? the ratio of teachers and students are very small.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I really appreciated that. and cool. I applied
0: and what about theater?
1: for theater? um i was it was in Covid. I was like man, this is really sad. I'm in my dorm all the time. And then I started doing, like, ballet on Zoom because that helped me to... (laughs) sane. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: I was yeah. holding
1: my like little fridge, and the, oh, no, the little fridge, and on top of it's a microwave, and I held that as my bar. And then I did my little ballet thing, and I was like, wait a second, <laughs> maybe I can do theater. Like I would think back to the best time of my lives. It would always be in a theater. Mm. Um, fun fact: When I first came to America, I was getting my visa, and they're like, oh, why are you choosing Round Rock Christian Academy? and I had no idea, I any. Mean, I have no information about the school. It's like my mm. dad told me to go to school and okay, fine. And then I said, oh, um, they have a really great theater department, and I would love to join their theater department <laughs> <laughs> And to the guy. <laughs> and then that's how I got my b side to come to America.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a yeah, cool
1: story, actually. I mean, I was, yeah. I was so nervous, dude. I was like 13 I'm years sure. old, and like <laughs> speaking English, whatever. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's honestly, that's a great segue. You are not from America originally. You were born in China. Yeah. Um, and That's a, I think that in and of itself is a cool story. And so would you want to give a condensed version of that?
1: Sure. Um, I grew up in China. um, And then I went to school there. Um, Hmm. I was there. um, I mean, I (laughs) I was born there. And then I went to one year of public school. Hmm. And then my parents decided to, you know, start homeschooling me after second grade. Okay. And then in third grade, they started their own, like, little underground Christian school. Oh, cool. Um, so I was there for a really long time, and I wouldn't be able to go to college because it was in, like, a legit school, so that's yeah. why I... And to go to an American college, you have to have, like, your high school diplomas or something, some type of record, so that's when I came to America to, um, you know... Get a high school degree. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! So it was <laughs> for your education. Or something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And then, how was it adjusting um, from speaking it's like you sk- now? You're speaking like two languages fluently. <laughs> What is that like? How is it like juggling that in your head?
1: Um, In America (laughs) or? Yeah,
0: sure. Just like day to day. Because I know that with your family and stuff, you can. I'm sure you can speak whatever language you want at the time. (laughs) You can probably go back and forth if you want.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm very grateful that I started learning English when I was uh, younger Mm -hmm. and I am grateful that I have the opportunity to learn about both worlds. That's so vastly different. Sometimes I would get a little confused about something. Um, but then I think that's the beauty of it because they're so different and I get to learn about so many different cultures. Like if yeah. I only knew how to speak Chinese, I would probably only know like China and Taiwan because that's the only country that talks that speaks Chinese. Mm-hmm. Then English, there's so much more about it and so many different co- countries that speak it that yeah. makes this language like a melting pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It
0: really is like... I was actually just talking about this today, how English is kind of like the world's first, like, universal language, mm-hmm. in a way. Um, yeah. Not not necessarily that it includes things from every world language, because mm-hmm. that's definitely not true. But <laughs> in terms of, like how popular it is. And not just not to say that the way in which it became popular was good, but um, <laughs> but just like, the fa- like where we are now and how many people truly speak English, it's very interesting. I never really thought about it before and how Americans are very privileged to be in that position because they can go mostly anywhere in the world and they have English translations for things. And I'm sure um, as an immigrant, it's much different. <laughs> it's a lot more work. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but I would love to know um, just so far what your experience has been like in America because it's been a while, and I know that this is home for you. Yeah, what's it been like? It's
1: uh, kind of strange. I mean, when I first came to America, actually, people asked me, "Oh, which school did you transfer from?" I was like, "Uh, "I flew in here from China three days (laughs) ago." (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um,
1: um, (laughs) I was like, "Yeah," Um, but when I first came here, I did felt like. very much a foreigner for sure because mm. everything was different. But then I was very excited because I definitely have like a very adventurous soul. Yeah. <laughs> I love to see and visit, diff- experience different lifestyles and different cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming in here was a foreigner and learning. And I think one of the biggest goal of like many immigrants was like how to be American. Mm. What did they wear? Oh, skinny jeans. I need to go to American Eagles to get some skinny jeans.
0: <laughs> American <Yeah>. Eagles
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah, wow, okay.
1: That's like, I observed everything and try to be like um, everyone else in my school mm-hmm. because it was like, oh, I'm trying to be like American. Mm-hmm. And then years moved on, I realized that, oh, actually like there's a lot to my own culture mm. that I need to be, you know, value more. But then my, fa- my parents came to America like two or three years after I had came to America by myself. Wow. So they were in their era of like, oh, how to be American. But I was like, oh, that's so lame. Stop trying to be like American. Be you. (laughs) So we had like a lot of conflict and also they were also really stressed moving to another country when they were like... 40, 50 years old. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so we definitely had a lot of like conflict in the last two years of my high school. Mm. Um, but then now we're very like, we're trying to like uh, work together um, mm. and uh, not to fight so much, even though we're like so different. Um, but to me, um, I have, because I work in the Asian American Student Union, I feel like. At first, when I uh, worked in that um, union, I still felt like, oh my gosh, Asian American student union, this is like so not inclusive like I'm Asian, I'm not Asian American, but then living here for like a while, it's like a strange, like I feel like I'm not completely like a Chinese immigrant and also definitely not a complete American, mm-hmm. I'm in that gap, yeah, And I'm, like, ugh, trying to, like – I used to try to find <clears> – <throat> try to be either one of them. <clears throat> but then now I feel like I am getting more comfortable of being, like, being in the gap. Yeah. Being yeah. the third culture. Being, yeah. yeah. Right.
2: And, and maybe in some ways it's, like, kind of arbitrary. But, like, not re- – like, like, having – I guess what I'm trying to say is everybody's, like, oh, we're American. But maybe it's more – it's not that cut and dry. Like, yeah. Yeah. we're all just people, right? And yeah. we're choosing to live, uh-huh. you know, you know what I'm trying to, you know what I'm trying to
0: say?
3: It's yeah. like, it's kind of
2: arbitrary in some
0: uh-huh. ways. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, America itself is a nation built on immigration. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, and other things that aren't too good, but, as, but, you know, as far as immigration goes, it's like everyone came from somewhere else other than uh. the Native Americans, which, are largely not talked about. Today. Which, like, technically, they in, did come from somewhere is, else,
2: in, too, because there
0: was the land bridge. There was, yes, <laughs> it was Eurasia. We all came from Eurasia, technically. Yes.
3: But, well, did.
0: but, actually, what's interesting, now that you bring that up, Native American beliefs, um, a lot of them still very, hold very true to this idea that they did come from America, regardless of what genealogy might suggest. Hmm. Um, so, they do hold America to be their home. You know, yeah. It's like they are... Uh, the natives, right? So in that vein, it's like when you think about what really is an American, you know, Mm -hmm. the last thing that it should be is someone who looks like me, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Uh, which is very interesting. But I think, uh, you mentioned something before, you said that you were here, you moved here before your parents moved here. Yeah. So were you here alone?
1: I was here actually with host families, like, so I live with American host families.
0: Wow, talk about that
1: experience. Um, If you would like to. Yeah, um, I live with them. (coughs) I mean, I I live with like different host families, and some of them got really busy. So Mm -hmm. I have to move to another host family and different host family. Mm. But then I definitely, when I was able to live with my parents, I definitely felt more relaxed Mm. because it was like it was my parents and i can do whatever i want
3: yeah
1: um, but when i live with my the host families i definitely learned a lot about like the american culture of the mainstream i guess how things yeah. are done Yeah. Um, back in texas <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah well, texas is like the place to well, learn done
1: <laughs> but i did realize when i live with them I was in all these different things. I was in cross country. I was in speech and debate. I was in drama club. I was in, uh, I was in choir. I was in all these different activities to to be outside, Wow. not to go home. Gotcha. Because it was fun to be with my friends, and going home was like, oh, I'm alone now, and uh, oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. Weird vibes. Yeah,
1: I yeah, guess. yeah. I okay. did feel like I had to try harder. Hmm. And I had to take so many p- photos to like post on my Chinese social media, so to show my parents that oh I'm doing fine, I'm doing well. And yeah. there were times that I was like really sick, not super sick, but like um, maybe like having some hives or something. But I didn't tell my parents about because it was like if I told them they were gonna be worried. They worried, yeah. There, there's nothing they can do. So I think that aspect I like grew. <laughs> As a teenager.
0: I'm sure you did. That's a crazy yeah. experience, man. That must have been a very, uh, that must have really informed your independence, your sense of independence. Yeah. You know? that's, which is so cool. Yeah. I feel like
1: there's so, still so much areas to grow to be independent. Uh, oh, always. absolutely. So, oh, my yeah. gosh. Especially but that must have been such a, young a young
0: cra- like, that's, that takes some bravery uh-huh. to do that. Yeah, I, c-
1: I feel yeah. like I went into it blind. Mm. So I didn't really realize how much I was risking until I came here.
2: It's kinda like when you're yeah. you know, when you're a teenager you don't think about Yeah everything. And and that's a good thing because there maybe you weren't you weren't thinking about mm-hmm. all of the scary risks or something. Yeah. So it was like at the same time your ignorance is what gave you the bravery. Yeah, which is cool. Maybe if i Your not or yeah, yeah. ignorance, yeah, yeah. whatever it is. Your blissful ignorance. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, if I knew, maybe I wouldn't have gone. Right. <laughs>
3: right, for sure. It's like fuck that place. Uh,
1: yeah, no, dude. I thought America was like such a heavenly place.
3: Yeah.
1: And it was I mean, it's I still and like appreciate being here, having the opportunity to be in America, but um it's very different from like a heavenly, perfect, spotless place perfect. that, no. that no. I yeah. imagined.
3: No.
2: Well, I would love to take it back to photography because <laughs> you said something, you were starting to say something very cool, which was how photography has helped you grow a lot, like, how has photography helped you grow?
1: Um, I think it helped me to appreciate the details and see how. Uh, I mean, different frames. I'm an actor, so like seeing how thing cameras work helped me grow a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but For all sure. yeah, also like just appreciating people in the like different events and seeing like, I feel like it helped me become more present even though I was there. Like I was like, just like capturing whatever was there. And real. I Mm. feel like I don't, I mean, I don't look at people like that. But then when I have a camera, I'm like staring into your soul.
3: (laughs) No, I, yeah, it's... I
1: feel like, it's it's like creeps can use this, actually. (laughs) Creeps can use a camera and be like, oh, I'm an event photographer.
2: (laughs) Yeah, right? No, that's, people get away, you can just have a camera anywhere and they get away with weird shit. Um,
1: But I'm definitely No, you're not not doing that. You're not doing that.
2: No, no.
0: But
1: I feel like, just like, Capturing, like, people's real emotions yeah. really helped me to see how why people reacted to something, certain things. And
2: Can I give you an analogy that I thought of when I was using my camera a lot? Yeah. Because um, I got really into photography for a while. And I remember whenever I looked through the viewfinder, Yeah. It, it to me, it almost looks like you're in a movie theater.
1: Yes. And
2: there's the screen, and you're, like, watching it and yes. but at the, in a weird way i know exactly what you're saying it makes you feel so like in the moment and so mindful because mm. like when you come back when you take the picture and then put the camera down you're like damn that's like real like it's cool i don't know yeah
1: it, it makes cool. everything cinematic yeah yeah <laughs> so yes, that so does like, just like mm, you just appreciate it so much more when you eliminate the things, Every, and you yeah. You're only focus on, on the most important thing. But now, mm. you, you, with your eyes, you can see so many different things. But when you just cut it into that little frame that you love, yeah, you mm. just like you focus on it. One thing about photography is that I feel like um, when you first started doing it, you want to take everything. You want to take a photo of everything, like everything. Yeah. But then I feel like the more you get into it, you pick one thing that you focus. And you spend your framing, whatever, everything on that to focus thing. on that one thing. And it makes such a better picture than like trying to capture a million things. Yeah, for yeah.
0: sure. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's a <laughs> yeah. I never thought about it that way. Um, yeah. What are your? Because <clears throat> I I'll, I myself cannot talk too much about photography, but I want to know what your plans with the future are.
1: Oh my gosh, um, I as I said, I love adventures and traveling the world. Yeah. If I have the opportunity to become a travel photographer, oh my mm, gosh, that'd be so cool. I would just. just Drop everything and do that (laughs) (laughs) because one thing in life is that I want to see this world. Like Mm. I'm fascinated because I come from like a a little city in China, Mm. and I coming Mm. to America, I've experienced so much different things, and Mm. there are so many different countries that I can explore. And within camera, Mm -hmm. it can I can help those places of like unheard voices to like amplify their voices and have the world mm. see them i think that's such a meaningful thing
0: so maybe like a journalism route too a
1: little bit maybe mm. we'll see i actually want used to want to be like a news reporter <laughs> yeah you,
2: you'd be great at that, Aww, great at that. the thank you. outfit you're in right now is great news. <laughs> yeah <reported. laughs>
1: for real thank you
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but also like professional photographer i feel like your outfit could be so many different like professional artist things,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I want to so. With photography mm. and with theater, because mm. you were. I, I had the wonderful opportunity of directing you in a scene, yeah, my senior year of uh, the BFA. Acting <laughs> it was my Army.
1: favorite thing ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and it was like it was so much fun working with you. And we had been uh, in shows together, we were in Macbeth and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And
1: Mr. Macbeth, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um,
0: or it was sorry, it was called A Serpent Underneath. That yes. was the actual title of the yeah, production, yeah. um. And but then working with you in that scene, you know, I I saw a moment I remember because everybody saw it at the same time, and Mary like put her notebook <laughs> down and just like s- just leaned in and put her hands on her chin or something like she was just like flabbergasted oh my with gosh. how great you were doing. And it just in the moment that I'm referencing is that it felt like you really just let go, like in yeah. that moment, and you were just given. And uh, the scene was with. Um, Griffin, the one that I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, it's um, from Proof.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I mean,
0: it's such act one, scene one. And it is such a good, it was just such a good time. And I know that the people listening are like, all right, dude, we weren't there. But, <laughs> 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 but it's like, in that moment, you really did let go. So I yes. wanna mention that moment because you really are a good actor. I mean, oh. you you really are. Um, and I wanna know how you think you can use photography and. Acting specifically, or theater more in general, together.
1: Hmm. Let me think. Um, I think people. One thing I, that I love about acting is that you, you know, you just let go. Mm. And I feel like in day-to-day lives, everybody has um, some sort of a mask on, or th- most people aren't letting go. Mm. Um, or you know, when you are, like, you might like have risk the factors of like judgment or, or like people making fun of you or something mm. but um i think that fit in photography especially event photography free that i love <coughs> i love capturing moments when people let go You know, Mm. like when they let go, they have the most beautiful face expressions and they're focusing on the things that they do. And they're just like maybe smiling and like seeing an old friend or like uh, doing singing. It just it's so beautiful and inspires me to to be to let go more. Mm, Yeah, (laughs) I think letting go is so hard uh, so easier said than done, yeah. is the word? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> but
1: um, yeah, just the fact that if I can capture moments of people letting go and being real in moments, mm. that is such a privilege.
0: Mm. What is that? Can you, uh, is it like a funny difference when you see people really let go as opposed to? Because I know that as soon as you bring a camera out in front of someone,
2: <laughs> things change. They can
0: change really. Yeah. 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 So what is that difference like? Can you talk a little uh, bit about the fr-
1: it? The difference? I think when I take photos <laughs> of other people, I mean, I try to get them relaxed and uh-huh. talk to them. And so they don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. It's not like, stand there. Move your, like, move your chin up. No, you can't, like, (laughs) make other people, like, uncomfortable when you're taking a photo of another person, especially when it's, like when it's what is it pose like you have to pose yeah yeah (laughs) in front of you you're just like making it comfortable and making it real and capturing real emotions that's Mm. when i'm looking through all the photos i take which one conveys a real emotion Mm. and that's the one i usually take and that's usually my favorite one because it's real oh my god i can't stress that enough i love realness authenticity Yeah, Yeah.
0: which is so interesting because I feel like theater is based around (laughs) making a production. You know, know, but that's that's cool that you are using that education in photography to capture those real moments.
1: Yeah, which I think theater is definitely like real. Of um, which is why I love theater is how it's kind of related to advertising too. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like amplifying voices of the unheard just telling and living the life of a person on stage and telling this their story mm. I think that is so beautiful yeah I think one thing that I love about it is because I grew up in such a small City. Um, I was kind of like homeschooled. So when I was in such an isolated place, I want people to know about my story. I want to be the world. It seems like I was invisible because, you know, I was homeschooled, not like every other kid, you mm. know, cool kids going to public school and stuff. <laughs> so I felt. I wanted to be seen, essentially. Yeah. I wanted. To, my part of the story to to tell to other people and i empathize with other characters who have unique stories and mm. that i can relate with mm-hmm. mm. yeah i think anybody like there's the beauty of story is that so many people can relate to it yeah. and yeah. there's like a buzz feeling. Sometimes you evoke some type of feeling out of other people and I think that's so meaningful. Mm,
0: that's awesome. It's like you became the protagonist of your own story. Mm. It's like you like chose that for yourself,
1: <laughs>
3: which
0: is so cool. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, I think this is probably a good opportunity to go ahead and take a break mm-hmm. and then we'll be right back. Yeah. We'd like to take a second to shout out our monthly patrons. Thank you to Aaron Bachman, Marissa Arnone, Mimi Schultz, Dan Winstrup, Corbin Gulo, and Christina Shan for their continuous support of the podcast. Everything we do on this show couldn't be possible without listeners like you. Consider joining us on Patreon, where for just a dollar a month, you can support the podcast and help us even more in the conversation about Active Hope. Now, back to the episode. And we are back. So, I want to know what your faith is.
1: Oh, my faith. Mm-hmm. I am a Christian.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. What's that like? What's your relationship with God?
1: Um Starting strong. <laughs> <laughs> um let's think. Um I grew grow my dad is a pastor. Mm. So I grew up, you know, believe going to church. It's like part of my DNA at this point, I feel like. Mm. Um because it's such like a ritual that my family performs every Sunday. Yeah. Um and I grew up, growing up, I attended churches. And then when I first came to college, there were times, it was like COVID, people are going to online churches, I didn't really want to go, didn't really go. And then I kind of missed it, I started going again. And then, and then I started theater major. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Which um, I felt like was like, people that I, encounter with are very different from what I have been encountering with It's uh, for the past of my life. And I okay. feel like many people have been hurt by okay. religion, especially uh, yes. Christianity. Yes. And I
3: yes.
1: I empathize with them because I was very hurt.
3: Mm. And
1: I was a pastor's kid and mm. people especially in china they tend to judge the pastor's kid to like they judge how the pastor's kid to behave to judge the pastor Mm
3: -hmm. so
1: i felt i felt like and i was in a worship band and the worship band was like the worship band leader was like oh just like you know when you're singing like be like you're worshiping and stuff and then i thought to myself well, I've been doing that for the rest, like, for my life. I've been pretending to worship for, like, my life. Mm. And that, like, gave me, like, whoa, a chills a little bit because I was like, oh, am I doing this to fake it or is this really something that I want to do?
3: <laughs>
1: and so I was, so I didn't go, go to church for a little while because I felt very, um, I don't know, I felt like if this is not what I wanted to do this is not making me happy why should I do it okay and then um and then there was a while I was like not doing really well for mental health maybe Mm -hmm. um and then I was like maybe I should go to church so I started going to church and I was like the worst audience member ever like the pastor would be talking about a joke and I would look dead into his eyes Oh. Staring into his eyes because I was, like, not really, like, staring into him, like, being mad. And it was just because I wasn't interested in whatever he was saying. Yeah. and But I just felt like I had to go because that's what I was taught. And that's, like, the last thing I want to forsake, let's say. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then I just, like, my parents keep on telling, uh, like, encouraging me when I was doing bad and they would like read the bible with me and talk about uh the scripture and sometimes like it really i feel like the scripture really talked to me Hmm. like even though i've read it many times especially like matthew like the gospels so many people have read it so many times but every time i read it there's something different that comes out of it Hmm. um and then starting like last semester I started, like, taking churches more seriously. I started taking notes to the ch- uh, whatever the sermon was talking about. And I was, like, fascinated because I feel like I never listen to the sermons. Like, I just sit there because, yeah. first of all, my dad was preaching. So I'm like, okay, dad. <laughs> so I just sit there and think about, like, what I'm going to do for the rest of my week or, you know, just sit there pretending that I'm listening but I'm not and when I started taking notes something that really I feel like like I was fascinated because it was I feel it seems like Christianity is so different from like the stereotypes that people think Christian people are Mm. and I something that I'm fascinated by the it is like the the love the, the amount of love that they have towards people.
0: Yeah. Yes. It's like
1: you just love everyone and you that's what God tells you. And a lot of people think that oh you know Christian Christian people are so judgmental towards like all oh, these different people who are not seem perfect whatever. Mm. But that's not really Christianity.
0: No. Yeah, not at all.
1: Yeah. And one thing that I've realized in um, recently is that I grew up in a position where Christianity wasn't the mainstream thing. It was kind of something something hip, something cool, something even heroic.
3: Mm-hmm. But then
1: coming to America, sometimes, because of its bad history, I mean, definitely American his- uh, churches had a very bad history about, like, just the opposite of what Christianity should be. Um so there's tremendous amount of hurt among the community and I feel sad. I empathize with that. Um so I am realizing that, you know, in China it was like like a small thing and then becoming big and here in America is like big thing, but then is this big thing really like Christianity mm-hmm. or, you know, just thinking about what is it what is it to be a true Christian? Yeah. And I think this really um, helps me as an actor to stay rooted. It's kind of like the fours.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm at these comes two in again, <laughs> nerds.
1: <laughs> um, it's just like something that you. I feel like everybody has to have something to hold on to. Absolutely, it's kind of like that cliche little parable that Jesus talked about: how you build your house on rock and not sand.
0: Yes. The wise man built his house upon the (laughs) rock.
1: Yes. I mean, like even if you're not Christian, there's so much wisdom that you can learn from this little book called The Holy Bible.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I think that you have, you said it well, I think, and and I think we're going to make an effort. We will. Um, But I think you said it very well when you said that a lot of people have been hurt. Yes. Like by it, oh my rather gosh. than putting any other adjectives on yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say
2: the same thing. I love that you said it that way. Yes,
0: yes, and because I, I think that's something that we can all relate to and understand truly. Mm-hmm. Because I think that you know, while while as you touched on in in China, Christianity was almost heroic and in america now and in, in certain communities it's almost it's like villainized you're a jerk <laughs> yeah it's almost like a, you know but they're you know just from having people on this podcast alone mm-hmm. so this is let's see we've had two conversations so it's been 38 conversations plus another oh gosh, a lot we've had we've had a, <laughs> plus 19 what's that oh math 47 it's almost like 57 60 57, 57, that's how many we've had. We've had 57 conversations with people.
3: Uh-huh.
0: A lot of them have been Christian.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: M- like, and, and all of them have, <laughs> frankly, different perspectives mm-hmm. on what can seem like the same faith, quote unquote, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, but what unifies it all is, is, just like you said, something to hold on to yes you know i mean truthfully and i think that and, and it's everyone finding the good parts and taking it with them leaving behind the parts that they don't agree with and i think everyone does that no matter the situation that they're in and it's cool to hear that you are actively doing that now because it doesn't seem like i mean correct me if i'm wrong but it seems like you're still in the process of like figuring out what that is for you
1: where i mean a christian term would be called i guess sand sanctification whatever that is but we're always oh char-
0: sanctification yes gotcha, we're gotcha.
1: always on this journey i is what mm. i'm trying to say and mm. we're not perfect there's times ups and downs you know yes. there are times that i feel very christian sometimes i feel i'm not, very not christian <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know sometimes i am a christian but sometimes i'm just like man I really wish this is not a sin.
3: (laughs) I just wish that
1: I can just do
3: this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But sometimes it's good that to have boundaries, you know, Um, there was one sermon that really touched my heart was the Ten Commandments or, you know, boundaries are actually a blessing to you. And also like, you know, I don't know what's the other word, but it's a blessing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It tells you, what to do and what not to do. It tell, and it's like because life can be so miserable if you don't know what to do. And then sometimes, like, you know, the Bible can tell you what to do and it gives you a guide in life sometimes. Yeah. When yeah. you can just do whatever you want, it's a little, I feel like, a little lost. When I was in that mindset of like, oh, I can do whatever I want and I just did whatever that made me happy, sometimes I turn out to be more lost and miserable.
3: Mm.
2: yeah it's like giving you a set of values that you can fall back on it's like even if you don't have a religious background you know a a lot of people that have been on here that don't have a religious background sometimes we hear stuff like you just have to quote unquote be a good person which at the end of the day the bible is just laying out a little more detail on how you could be a good person if you do these things or or, or at least strive to do these things Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I know what you're saying, especially in college, you know, it's a time (laughs) of finding yourself. So there's a lot of like, I'm going to try these. Potentially unsavory things. And
3: see, what, <laughs> and
2: see what happens, and then, and then a lot of times. But I mean, it's I mean, maybe not with everybody's experience, but I mean, I can at least speak for myself. There's been times where you do those things, and you come back afterward, and you're like, I feel fucking terrible, <laughs> either mentally or physically or both. And it's like yeah. maybe there's a reason some these people were saying these things, right? You yeah,
1: know? and it kind of like it's kind of similar to the rules that your parents give you when you were little. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, you should probably go to bed early and wake up early.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: then when it's like, you don't have the rules, you're like, I'm going to stay up until three o'clock and then wake up at, you know, whenever. At it, five <laughs> for high <laughs> school. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels horrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. It's t- and I, thi- I yeah. love how... <laughs> I love how we're touching on the fact that it's like we all kind of like silently agree that we're gonna break the rules anyway but it's okay. like it's 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 us kind of figuring it out for ourselves I was always yeah. that kind of person where no matter what someone told even if all of, literally all of my friends <laughs> told me I was like dude that's a bad idea I'd be like <laughs> mm, I'm gonna try it out anyway we'll see what happens and oh you know whether God. that happened out whether that turned out good or bad you know who's to say but mm-hmm. I think in those situations it goes to show that we we have free will. Mm-hmm. And that is something for me that has always been such a huge part of my relationship with religion. And, mm-hmm. and you know, how do you balance that with, because yes. I feel like it, it's so, it's kind of, it's either or in some circumstances. And then yes. I've had, I've had, we've had guests on the podcast who think that they work together in some mm-hmm. ways, um, which has been very enlightening for me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I guess we can go ahead and touch on that if you want to talk about that in any way. And, and if you Uh, Think that perhaps you've the the things that have happened in your life are planned out. They were meant to happen, Mm. or
3: is has this
0: been a choose your own adventure novel? Oh my
3: god!
0: You know, know? (laughs) we're gonna so it'll be that existential question, and then we'll wrap it
1: up. (laughs) I think.
2: Welcome and. to the only constant. <laughs> Is your uh, life a lie?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Did <I> just wheezed. <laughs> oh Man. my gosh! No, but what uh, do you think,
1: Grace? I come from a Presbyterian background. Yeah. Where God has planned everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: Yeah. But True. But
1: you do get to choose. However, I believe that God has p-
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, God right?
1: plan would you have chosen. But it's you know, if if it wasn't in his control, like would he be God?
3: Hmm.
2: Yeah, if it was I I see what you're saying. It, like is he truly God if it's not in his control?
1: I I think this is such a philosophical question. <laughs> it is.
2: Oh, it is.
3: I love it. Um,
1: um I think that there is we have free will, for sure. Mm-hmm. But God, I think he is in a different dimension mm. that we are. It's kind of like shapes and and cubes, you know, three mm. ds and two ds. So in our mind, it's kind of hard to understand. But also, we do have free will, but in it's all in his control or his plan. Mm. Yeah. But we do have free will. We do get to choose what we do.
2: Mm. It's almost like, it's almost like, um, you know, it's like you have a choice in front of you. But -hmm. the choices you have in front of you are in God's playground. I feel
1: like God knows what you're going to choose.
2: And maybe he even kind of knows what you're going to choose, right? But he puts these, which is kind of saying we don't have free will but i don't know i don't know it's all, it's such a weird boundary it's like there's these two things and you could choose one of them but god's pretty goddamn sure you're going ch- <laughs> to god god can't be goddamn sure no but god's pretty goddamn sure you're going to choose one of the other one and then if you don't yeah, though if what if but what know. if you chose the other one then that just means now there's a whole other thing that god's like okay now I'm going to put these two choices and I think I know what he's going to do. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, you
1: know, like if he wasn't all-knowing, like how do you define God? If he, God is like, "Hmm, oh, I'm going to see what Caleb just going to choose, the red thing or the green thing."
0: Hmm. Which if- one, dude? <laughs> what if I chose the one that he wasn't expecting and he was like, "Oh my god."
1: <laughs> <laughs> he
0: was like, "God damn." <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, like God should be all-knowing, right? Yeah. Yes. But we do have free will. If 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 we didn't have free will, this whole thing would have been just like God's little D and D whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's honestly yeah, that's what, and that's what I think has driven philosophers to ask those questions, people of faith to ask those questions.
3: Wait,
2: what? It, oh my God, that's actually a brilliant analogy because, as a G, as a dungeon master of D and <laughs> D, right? Technically, I could be considered God of that world. Oh, we're such nerds. But oh, this is the most nerdy thing I'm ever gonna say. No, it's not. I'm gonna say nerdy. Uh, but what I'm trying to get to, I love that you said that, Grace, because if you use that analogy to think about God, in in our reality,
3: mm-hmm.
2: in Dungeons and Dragons, every player has a choice. Like I can I can create a story, and make these things that I think they could do, mm-hmm. but ultimately the player can choose what they want to do. So if I have yeah. a little elf bartender who knows some information and I'm trying to set up the players to do that, they could just walk out the door and go to a, to the forest or something, right? shoot the elf in the face. Or shoot the elf in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is I, that's almost like maybe a way to think about God where, yeah, he has all of these things that are quote unquote, planned like but you get to choose Mm. where you go within that that structure it's kind of it's kind of like the both it's like both Mm -hmm. at the same time gods are dungeon master (laughs) (laughs) that's
3: awesome he is
2: man and we're the pcs
0: Uh. (laughs) oh my gosh and that would make all of these npcs that i'm surrounded by make sense (laughs)
2: Exactly, dude.
3: Oh my god! (laughs) I feel
2: like I just hijacked that. I want you to... Did you have more to say about that?
1: Yeah, like, would your characters have free will? It's kind of like the same question, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. Who
0: knows? Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you for indulging us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, we are getting toward the end of the episode. Mm. We have been talking for 45, almost
1: 46 minutes so far. time flies. Right?
0: So much fun. So, um, we people who are listening know what's about to happen and you might know what's about to happen <laughs> what brings you hope?
1: what brings me hope? Mm, I think what fascinated me was the um, the, the big love in um, Christianity mm. that just like brings me hope because people can just like embrace the difference that we have when we love another person like Albeit whatever is happening, but then you still continue to un- unconditionally love another person. Hmm. That is so hopeful. That brings that gives me hope when I see someone who is like, you know, being generous or doing something out of their way to be kind. That yeah. is so gives me so much hope into this humanity. Aw, good mm-hmm. answer.
2: Yeah. So, what's something that you do to bring hope into the world?
1: What I do. Um, I think what I do I mean I try to help my friends (laughs) I try to help as much as I can and also something that I love you know about advertising about theater about storytelling is kind amplifying small voices amplifying stories that you know not a lot of people have heard of and that in it in it of itself brings hope to the people, I think.
0: Yes,
3: absolutely. For
1: example, like this podcast is so hopeful, and not a lot of people know about it, and mm. I am passionate about just having more people hear about it, mm-hmm. or anything else, like in a story of, I don't know, proof <laughs> about <laughs> her love her, of her father. Um, <laughs> more people need to hear about it. Yeah. Or, you know, just things that people are doing, kind, passionate things that people are doing that people are not other people are not not hearing about Mm -hmm. and i think that that amplifying that advertising that uh, that's amplifying is so hopeful to me and i am grateful that i have this ability to you know get in a degree in advertising and practice advertising and marketing in this way to bring hope to this world
0: Wow, good. (laughs) Looking at the camera, I saw (laughs) it. Ding! (laughs) Um. (laughs) I want to say once again, first of all, thank you for coming on. I know that this has been a long time coming because <laughs> um, stuff has happened, ev- yeah. but I think that the timing worked out really well. Yes. Um, and for this was, sure. it was so last minute, too. You kind yeah. of hopped on. This was playing <laughs> what, yesterday? I don't know when it was. Yeah. Um, so, once again, thank you. And second of all, you, you, you are a very hopeful person. Just. Just as you being you, regardless of the help that you bring to us, like with the podcast. And I know that you're being paid now. I've made sure to make sure that you feel valued. (laughs) Um, But, you know, Uh. but besides that, it it really did. It started out just out of the kindness of your heart. Mm -hmm. You were like, no, I want to help you. And you brought ideas to the table to improve the podcast, make us have more people, um, look at us and be like, oh, wow, maybe this is worth listening to, (laughs) you know, and, but besides that, maybe the Asian American Student Union, the theater in general, whatever it might be, the people that you've taken pictures of, who knows how much hope you've brought. So, and I feel like just you being you and walking the footsteps that you have, I mean, you've had some brave moments, you know, and I think it's, it's so cool to see that you've come where you are now and. You just you. As much as we want to be there to support you, I want to make sure that you know that you have supported us so much.
1: Aww. Yes,
0: and you. You're and and a great vice example. versa.
1: I mean, I think working with you guys has been so fun.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: amount like of conversations that we've had, like, it's it's brought me so much joy. <laughs> <That's all.
2: laughs> you have brought so much joy coming Aww, on
0: today.
1: Thank you. And I just
2: wanted to say too, having known you for like what almost. How long now? A year and a half now. Wow. Maybe more. Um, I feel like today, I haven't seen you in a bit, Mm -hmm. and I really feel like you are holding yourself differently than you used to. And it's not that you were ever, like, not confident in yourself. I just feel like you're, like, especially comfortable with who you are yeah. I can see it right I get now. that too I'm yeah. feeling it <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I just wanted to say that you've really it's sat awesome. into who you are it's, it's the
3: nice
2: it's the, it's the, dude
0: you're a Jedi <laughs> wow mm-hmm. um, for those of you listening that was
2: Grace Wu hopefully you found some hope today thanks for listening to The Only Constant we hope today's episode made you feel a little more hopeful or changed your perspective in some way If you want to keep up with
0: the show, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Podcast,
2: or check us out at OnlyConstantPodcast.com. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leaving a rating or review for the show helps us immensely, and we'd appreciate the feedback. None of this would be possible without you, the listener. Thanks for all the support, and we'll see you next time. Stay open, stay active, and keep listening.